Hi, folks, and welcome to another Plug in America show. I'm your host, Bob Tregillis. Joining me today is Duff Mitchell in Juneau, Alaska. Also joining me is Plug in America's program manager, M.K. Campbell. M.K. will give us an overview of September's National Drive Electric Week, and Duff will discuss his experiences organizing National Drive Electric Week in Juneau, where EVers there like to say, we drive the rain. There's lots of hydropower there in the far north. But first, please consider signing up for the Plug in America newsletter. It's free. Or joining or donating to us by visiting pluginamerica.org today. And we appreciate your kind support. And remember, National Drive Electric Week is September 9th through the 17th. Please visit driveelectricweek.org to register for an event near you or to learn how to host your own National Drive Electric Week in your town. Visit driveelectricweek.org for more information. Finally, please be sure to visit PluginAmerica.org and click the Press Room and Plug in America show tabs for the show notes and links to this episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another Plug in America show. I'm your host, Bob Tregillis. Joining me today are two guests. Coming to us from Juneau, Alaska is Duff Mitchell. Duff has been in hydropower energy development in integrated energy solution sectors for over a decade. He has taken the lead role in developing a hydropower-fueled seawater district heating system for Alaska's capital, which will be our nation's first seawater heat pump district heating system. And Boy, I'd sure like to ask him a, a bit about that. That's really exciting for uh, listeners who used to follow my old show, This Week in Energy. Anyway, prior to that, uh, Duff has worked worked uh, in the seafood, timber, and mining industries. Duff also serves in the Alaska National Guard, where he saw service in both Iraq and Kuwait. Duff also serves as executive director of the Alaska Independent Power Producers Association, is chairman of the Juneau Commission on Sustainability, and founder of the Juneau Electric Vehicle Association. And he has been city captain for Juneau's National Drive Electric Week event for four years now. I'm just exhausted reading all that. Next up, we have uh, Plug in America's program manager, M.K. Campbell, who is responsible for managing National Drive Electric Week with our two partner organizations, the Electric Auto Association and the Sierra Club. M.K. is also spearheading Plug in America's experiential ride and drive learning series. Prior to Plug in America, she served as a project manager for CalStart, a national nonprofit clean transportation consortium, amongst other quite a few other things where she's been editors and so forth and so on. Well, welcome to the Plug in America show, uh, Duff and MK. Yeah, good, good, good day, Bob. Thanks for having us, Bob. Okay, and uh, of course, as we usually do this time of year, we uh, start talking about National Drive Electric Week, which is coming up this September from the 9th through the 17th at probably at a location near you. We're starting to get quite a few uh, registered events and lot a lot of them are pending, and uh, every year we keep growing the program. Uh, MK, why don't you give us a little bit of a background on National Drive Electric Week? Uh, started out as uh, National Plug-in Day, and then we decided to expand it out to a week. <laughs> it is. It's even more than a week. It's actually nine days. Uh, this year it's the 9th through the 17th. And you're right, um, we, we started out back in 2011 as National Plug-in Day, and there has been so much momentum and uh, growth behind uh, the uh, proliferation of electric cars and so much enthusiasm among folks like Duff and others 
um, that we've expanded it to uh, National Drive Electric Week plus a couple days. Um, last year, we actually broke some records. We had um, more than 235 events in 212 cities worldwide. Seven countries participated. Uh, 46 of the 50 U.S. states participated, and I'm actually going to make a plug a little bit later for um, all getting all 50 states aboard this year. That would be a next um, big goal. Of the 10 Canadian, <laughs> wouldn't it be neat? Um, uh, eight of the 10 Canadian provinces uh, participated, and uh, there were more than uh, nearly uh, 8,000 test rides given, um, test ride and drive, uh, which is what we're really aiming for. This is the point of Drive Electric Week, and the way it started out as kind of a grassroots movement and is growing more and more each year is to expose this amazing technology to um, people who may not even know that electric cars exist. And the best way to get people to love driving them just like we do is to let them to drive them. Right. <laughs> uh, it's an experience in and of itself. Um, so we're really excited that it's getting it's getting bigger and, and more challenging to manage every year, but this will be my second year doing it. And that's and it's growing by leaps and bounds even this year. Right. Yeah, it's what we call the get the butts in the seats is the best way to sell electric cars and get <laughs> the electric cars out there. So we've got National Drive Electric Week coming up. Uh, and, of course, we have Duff here with us who's going to talk about his experience organizing in Juno. But first, uh, can you give us a little bit of a summary of any, you know, like really big, exciting events uh, going on around the nation? Are there any, like, special guests coming out to any particular events uh, that you're aware of, MK? We um, this year are doing a few. Well, obviously we're doing we're uh, Plug in America, and my role is to kind of oversee and help coordinate with Sierra Club and the Electric Auto Association all of the 200 plus events, which will be happening simultaneously during the week. Uh, a couple cool ones that I've seen on the agenda and in the hopper so far are going to happen in. Um, San Diego, where they had the largest event last year. Uh, this year, they're going to um, hold a number of uh, ride and drives, possibly as many as 2,000 uh, ride and drive experiences at Qualcomm Stadium, which is a big stadium where mm-hmm. the football team used to play. Um, and then um, there are, speaking of football, there are a number of other events that will happen uh, this year, and we're hopeful to see again. Um, some major events happening, for example, at Birmingham at the University of Alabama. Uh, there's going to be a, a number of events over a few days, actually, which will include panel discussions, um, introductions to EVs by um, the, the folks who will be visiting for the uh, opening game of the season for the uh, Alabama football team, the name of which escapes me. I apologize. Um, I'm sure there are football fans in the audience who... Crimson Tide. Tide. There you go. Um, (laughs) The Crimson Tide opening game. Um, So that sounds kind of like an exciting um, opportunity for folks who may not expect to see electric cars happen upon them versus um, some of the other events, which are usually a little bit more intimate and have um, a a more down-home kind of feel. And Duff is a great example of what he's worked on in Juneau every year for the past four years. Um, and he can wax poetic about how successful that's been and how he's grown it. Um, a couple other cool events that I'm looking forward to seeing um, flesh out are actually dear to my heart because they're first of. 
Um, we've never had an event in India before, and there's a great wow. pin in the map right now for an event in India, in Mumbai, um, India, which I think is so neat and has so much potential to clean the air there um, and making a, a huge dent in the potential for for growth for electric cars. Wow, that's really cool. And what are what are a couple of the other uh, international com- or co- companies co- countries that are going to be participating this this year? Um, there's a, there was a really neat one last year. Uh, there was a guy who did a, a seven country Eastern European tour in a Tesla, um, and he I think this year is going to stay stationary. And I think it's in Serbia. It sounds kind of interesting to me. Um, and there are um, <laughs> there are other um, interested parties uh, that have reached out to me from Germany, from England. I was actually in Ireland earlier this summer and was thrilled to meet some of the folks from, uh, virtually meet them on Facebook from the V Association of Ireland. So now they're talking about holding a couple events there. Um, and then, of course, last year we had multiple events, more than 10, take place in New Zealand. There's a group down in New Zealand who is spearheading, um, again, another massive push for vehicle electrification in New Zealand. So this helps um, countries, large and small, kind of get the word out among the masses and makes it kind of a fun festival kind of atmosphere for people where they get exposed to the technology and kind of catch the enthusiasm of the drivers themselves um, without the sales press pressure that they might experience when they're shopping for a car at a dealership. Right, exactly. And so as, as listeners should have gotten kind of the impression, there's just a whole variety of ways that you can set up one of these National Drive Electric Weeks. And, of course, part of the, one of the reasons for this particular netcast is to help uh, encourage people to either, you know, participate, going, go to driveelectricweek.org and click on the events um, tab and look for an event near you. Or there's a big section there about learn how to host an event. And of course, an event can be as simple or as complicated as you want to do it. Here in Reno, Nevada, I've organized a couple and uh, there's been about two when we didn't really have a lot of energy where we just organized a, a show and shine in a, in a parking lot and had a lot of fun and a potluck and people stopped by and you know, checked out the cars and drove a few. And then we've also organized one with... Uh, with a lot of uh, booths like the American Lung Association and uh, the air quality control people from here locally and solar outfits and so on and so forth. So that was a full-on green event that uh, was featured electric cars. So let's move on over to Duff. And um, Duff, what what has been your experience? I understand one of your first ones with National Drive Electric Week was rather simple. (laughs) It was. It was. Uh, you know, when you have National Drive Electric Week and there's less than uh, five or six vehicles in your <laughs> entire region, it's it's hard to have a big event. So what we did was in the first year, four years ago, we put the uh, electric vehicle on a ferry and took it to a conference of mayors and city administrators of southeast Alaska and basically provided test rides and uh, for the public works people, the mayors, the elected officials, and everybody else got to see 
wow, you know, uh, what is electric car? How does it work? Boy, it's really quiet. And it was just getting uh, some of the elected officials and some of the leadership in Southeast Alaska accustomed to what is coming. And at that time, the verdict was out because uh, we only had uh, less than a half dozen uh, vehicles uh, in Southeast Alaska. So that was the very beginning of uh, National Drive Electric Week events. And right. then it's grown uh, in the capital city, you know, right. and, every and, year. It's uh, Right. And before you go on to talk about uh, subsequent events, why don't you describe for listeners, because not everybody's been to Juneau, and they probably don't understand that it is, you know, it's a rather small area, and also maybe a little bit about your weather, because it's interesting, you know, a lot of us here in the southwest and high desert areas and the west of uh, the United States, or even all over North America, talk about driving on sunshine, putting up solar panels and charging our cars with uh, solar. Uh, there you do it a little differently, don't you? Why don't you just give us a little outline of that real quick? Sure. Well, yeah, we are in the most northern rainforest in North America, and uh, it rains here quite a bit. So virtually all of our power uh, in the capital city is generated by hydropower, and many of the communities in southeast Alaska are generated by hydropower. And our hydropower is differentiated than when you hear about dams and blocking rivers. These are high lake, alpine lakes that are basically what we have is a lake tap, so it has no or very little environmental impacts on the fishery resources, and we're able to generate clean uh, and sustainable hydropower uh, based on our rainfall. And so one of our logos or, or little, uh, you know, things that we do with our Juno Electric Vehicle Group and we've used uh, with uh, the National Drive Electric Week is driving the rain. We are literally taking uh, rain from clouds, letting it run down the mountains. It creates electricity, and that's fueling our cars with uh, local and reliable and sustainable uh, electricity. So there you go. We can drive on sunshine, and we can drive on rain. <laughs> I just love it. I never even right. thought of that. I've been to Juneau. I just never even thought of that. And I know you talk about the rare blue cloud up there that you see once in a while, meaning you see the sky. But anyway, yeah, why don't you go on and talk about your subsequent events, uh, number two, three, and uh, what you got planned for this year? Well, you know, because sometimes we have inclement weather, what we've done the, the second year was, hey, can we get everyone to show up for an EV roundup and take a grand photo? And a grand photo is, you know, where we get a scissor lift and get a, uh, a nice photographer to take a picture of all the electric vehicles that we can get to show up. And then we, you know, ran indoors and, and got, got, got some drink and food and, and, and whatnot, and that worked out great. We even had electric boat show up and was in the back oh, of the photo. Nice. And it was a, it was a really cool event. Uh, you know, we put signs out, we put it in a, a public parking area right along a scenic highway. And it was, uh, it was a nice little event and it was just an easy roundup, uh, just to have everyone show up and it was blowing and it was raining. And so it was very appropriate. And we had like about 20, 26, 27 vehicles, including the boat show up. And then we've grown subsequently. Next, the, the, the following year, uh, we uh, decided to get a picnic area so we could kind of have our own food and hot dogs and hamburgers for the kids. And, you know, we had, we had uh, uh, a nice little map that showed all the chargers in our area so when people come in and not only get to look at 
you know, and talk to people with electric vehicles, but also, you know, where are the chargers? Where are the public chargers? Do I feel comfortable in my neighborhood and, you know, the range anxiety issues and whatnot? And we had that. And then we had a great thing for kids. Uh, and we had this little push pin board. You know, when is Juno going to hit 500 EVs? Now, in another community where you already have 500, maybe the goal is 1,000 or, or 20,000. But we did a timeline and just allowed people to use push pins to kind of forecasting when we're, we're going to have, you know, 500 EVs. And so that was uh, kind of cool. Uh, and in this public uh, area, in this, in this picnic area, we also were able to get a volunteer that had a drone. And drones are becoming very popular. And this was so cool that we were able to, you know, get some drone footage of, uh, of, the, uh, of the event with the nice uh, water in the background. And mm. it was just, it was just a, a wonder, wonderful event. And so, you know, that's a, that's a hint for another maybe city yes. captain. There's a lot of drones running around, and it's a w- great way to record and, you know, put your event on Facebook or web pages. Yeah, is that posted on YouTube somewhere that you can get me a link and we'll get it into the show notes? Maybe. Yeah, I think I think we did, and we we uh, you know we also turned this over to the radio groups and invited them, and yeah, oh, okay. definitely. And we're going to have another drone. We're going to have another drone this year. So, you know, and that goes in the parking. You know, we what we've done is we've outgrown the public areas. Uh, we had you know close to fifty vehicles last year, and you know when you start shoving that into a public picnic area, you know you kind of. Uh, don't rub people the wrong way, but you know you're you're competing for spaces for people taking their dogs out and other things that aren't with your event. So this year we have gone to a much larger venue. We're hoping to double the non-electric cars, and we're putting it in the downtown area. And and, and Bob and MK, uh, you know, if you ever visit Juno, we get a lot of tours. We get a million tours <laughs> a year coming through our community. So we're we're going to have it in the tourist area, and. Uh, you know, so we'll probably pick up some some event uh, participants, uh, you know, from the from the cruise line vessels that that come in here every day. Yeah, now if we could just electrify those big old cruise liners, I know there's been issues with them sitting out there in the harbor idling and running their generators and so forth. Um, what about the boat? Talk about that a little bit. What size boat was that, and how was it powered? Well, you know, we have a lot of a lot of people go fishing for salmon and halibut, and they use uh, you know Mercury outboards or Tahatsu or Suzuki outboards, Yamahas, and uh, there is now electric outboards being produced, and a gentleman has been using his little twenty uh, foot fishing boat. Uh, you know, it's, uh, he drives it in, launches it, takes it out to the harbor, goes salmon fishing uh, using using torpedo outboards, and. Uh, you know, it's kind of cool to have people, since we are a nautical fishing community, have people uh, ha- have that at the event so people can see, hey, there's also not our electric vehicles, but we're we're moving into an era of potentially uh, battery electric-driven uh, uh, vessels. Right. Well, that's neat. A full-on salmon boat. Of course, any lake fisherman knows they've had little electric well, you can, trolling you can sneak up on the salmon years. without a... <laughs> Yeah, you can sneak up on the salmon without making a bunch of noise. Yeah, there you go. Um, MK, do you have anything thoughts that you want to drop in at this point or about organizing and, and how to set up an event? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to elaborate a little bit. I think just explaining kind of the evolution of a small event into a larger event was a really interesting um, reflection of how uh, the week has grown itself, too. 
Um, folks can start out uh, as simple as they'd like. Uh, our ultimate goal this year actually is to obtain 50, all 50 pins in all 50 states, we're calling it. So right now we're at 44 states. No, 40, I'm sorry, excuse me, 42 states, and we need eight more states to put pins in the map. Um, and uh, Duff's example of a smaller event is just fine by us. We can actually, we would count a National Drive Electric Week event as a couple of EV enthusiasts talk, talking to their friends and neighbors and coworkers about their cars, um, taking them for a ride around the block and and essentially explaining to them the joys of driving electric. Um, so it doesn't need to be a giant event at a, at a Crimson Tide game. It can be a small driveway party, as we call them. So um, to not intimidate folks into, who haven't stepped into the ring yet, um, it's, uh, it, uh, every, every little bit counts when it comes to educating and raising awareness about uh, electric cars. So, and as, as Bob said earlier, putting people butts in seats is how it, how it works. So, once people get to drive one, they get to actually experience how much fun they are to drive. They learn about how much uh, cheaper they are to maintain and to fuel. And um, they get to the joyful feeling of driving by a gas station when when uh, the gas prices are fluctuating. Um, it becomes uh, it becomes almost contagious, the love for electric cars. So um, that's what we're hoping National Drive Electric will continue to do. It's super simple to offer an event. You go to the website, driveelectricweek.org, um, offer to leave an event or look for a pin in the map near you. If you're in Alaska, you know there's one going on in Juneau right now. Um, and you can offer to help stuff or other city captains who already have event plans underway. Um, or you can simply attend an event by clicking the register button at the top of every event page. If you have an electric car, you can also be, you'll be prompted to put in information about your electric car. And one interesting thing that we do every year is we aggregate the statistics um, of all the electric vehicles that participate. So for example, last year we had 77 million EV miles traveled that were reported in 2016 from events around the world. Um, so. Uh, even if you're not quite ready to step up and lead the charge in your community, you can always participate uh, by attending an event nearby. And bring in a friend um, like, or two. <laughs> what, what's that? I'm sorry? I said, and bring in a friend or two or three or four and bring in your family <laughs> and everything else. Yes. Exactly. Bring the whole family. Bring the whole, bring the whole community. Um, driveway parties are a really kind of fun way for you to get to know your neighbors. I know a lot of people kind of uh, nowadays may not know their neighbors. So um, another thing we've discovered, there are a couple things we've discovered over the years at Plug-in America, and I know my colleagues at Sierra Club and Electric Auto Association would convey the same the same findings. If people get to experience plug-in cars, there's a there are some statistics that indicate up to a 12% conversion um, from traditional cars. So once the exposure has happened, and then clustering start happens, you you start noticing, uh, well, while the first leaf on my block was a couple of doors down, and now suddenly there's a neighbor across the street with a Chevy Volt. And, and uh, I've noticed, especially here in California, where there are a number of very generous incentives, and some states might be more generous than others in offering incentives. But 
when when people recognize that, for example, you can ride in in an HOV lane with a, a high occupancy vehicle lane with only the driver, um, that becomes a premium for folks. So that's another thing we'd really like to do and and promote this year is smart policies that. Um, uh, city captains and attendees and EV enthusiasts can help push for in their communities so that there's proper public infrastructure and public charging is needed so that people are educated about how to maybe install charging at their multiple unit dwellings or their apartment buildings um, and kind of ginning up interest in, and educating uh, policymakers about how this is important for energy security and for the environment and to reduce our dependence on oil. And it also is a great economic driver for a lot of communities. So there are so many benefits that come from this transition that we're hoping that we're able to convey those benefits to people beyond just the, what, what I like the most is the torque. <laughs> but I know there's a lot more. There's a lot, there are a lot of ancillary benefits to driving an electric car. So. Right. There's a lot of, Folks that really are surprised with the torque and enjoy that. I know Chelsea Sexton <laughs> mentions that often as well. Um, so, yeah, once again, you can learn more about uh, National Drive Electric Week at driveelectric.org. You click on the events tab and it'll give you a map of all the different events happening right now. It shows there's 96 listed with 80 more pending. Um, you know, many more, I'm sure, that are being formulated right now. And then there's uh, links there that will help you organize events. And as uh, both uh, Duff and um, MK have indicated, it's easy. Uh, I'd never even thought of the driveway event. That's, that's, that's really simple, and that's a good way just to engage your neighbors and get to meet your neighbors. In a lot of areas, uh, neighbors kind of don't know each other so much as, as we once did. You know, there's other neighborhoods that are neighborhoods, but I know my neighborhood here, if I didn't walk across the street and introduce myself, I don't think I'd ever meet the meet the neighbors. It's just kind of that way. It's kind of odd. Um, so, Duff, uh, why don't you – can you tell us a little more about uh, – well, I mean, as MK was talking, she was talking about engaging policymakers and – and she's mentioning some some stuff about charging infrastructure. Since you are already engaged with policymakers doing your renewable energy work up there in uh, Alaska and Juneau area, um, what what was what did it look like as far as charging infrastructure, say four years ago, to what it is now? And were you involved? Was your the Electric Auto Association up there involved with uh, getting some some of that adopted and deployed? Absolutely. Our, our chapter of the Electric Auto Association has been very instrumental in passing resolutions and, you know, being a little small voice in the community of uh, trying to not only improve the electrical charging infrastructure, but also trying to get our communities to look at electric vehicle and electric buses for fleets. Um, you know, mm, we talk about beautiful. all the advantages that electric vehicles have for greenhouse gases and for lower emissions. But in our particular area, it actually saves the taxpayer and the ratepayers money. And so, you know, there's that rectangular green as well as the regular green aspects. And so it's very important to get these kind of this kind of information out to policymakers. Um, we've had people explain at our ND. EW events, you know, how, you know, if you're a small business and you're delivering newspapers or you're delivering uh, printing supplies or packages, how, 
you know, there's tax advantages to using electric vehicle. Uh, and, and so, and so that word of mouth stuff is very important. Another thing that MK kind of mentioned, you know, with the policy, we invite our local elected officials. In fact, our two local state representatives drive electric vehicles now. Awesome. And so I think we're helping, we're helping spread the word and trying to, you know, get uh, leaders and community members to, you know, understand the, 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 where, where electric vehicles are going. And in our community, we're seeing an S curve where it is just, we're, we're probably uh, growing two, three vehicles a week. And, and while that doesn't sound like much for a town of uh, 30,000 people, it, it's a nice little growth because it used to be that we'd wave each electric car along the highway. And now there's just so many of them, you'd be waving, uh, your, your hand would get tired and, 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 you, and you wouldn't be a safe driver. So, uh, <laughs> you know. So, 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 you know, I think, um, you know, moving and, and getting our policy people to the National Drive Electric Weeks or to actually sit in an electric vehicle and drive electric vehicle is, is really important. Uh, it helps move things along at the lowest level, you know, at the grassroots level, so to say. But then it also helps percolate into more of once you have them at that level, it's easier to explain at, at, at a policy change or a community support uh, level for infrastructure and for parking and for other things. Right. Well, that's, yeah, we need more policy people's butts and seats is what we need. Um, that was an important point that you just made. Do, there in Juneau, you, do you guys, you don't have any, you don't do any oil refining there, do you, or drilling production? Is there any fossil fuel no, production? No, even though yeah. a lot- no, no. Alaska is an oil and gas state because, you know, we, we have so much, we're a huge state. So in our, in our particular area, you know, there is no oil and gas development or refining. So is there so a pipe? The oil, oh, go ahead. Nope. Nope. You have to import oil 800 miles. So there's a huge there greenhouse go. gas effect just in the importation of fuel to the capital city. And so electric vehicles in our particular situation is great for the sustainability because we're using locally produced energy resources. And and basically, renewable energy is forever. Mm. And so we can drive our vehicles, in essence, forever as long as they're maintained and, you know, the batteries and whatnot. But, you know, it's the transformation process that's going on. But we, we are uniquely situated where we do not have natural gas. We have no pipelines and it would be prohibitively expensive to bring one. And uh, all of our fuel is brought up on a barge, and it has to go through Canadian waters to get here because the refinery is actually located in Washington. So, you know, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, and each community has its own attributes and advantages, and so we've just capitalized on some of our local attributes and advantages uh, to promote uh, electric vehicles as, as the wave of the future. Cool. Well, um, MK, is there anything else you want to add? Um, I would lo- Oh, I just saw a pin for Nebraska, so we only have seven states left. Hey, Come on, yeah. Montana, Nebraska, that's good. That's the first one in Nebraska, yeah. right? I no. think it is the first one ever in Nebraska, so another day of first ups, which makes me very happy. Yeah, I was surprised um, to see New Mexico yeah. hasn't 
they've had them before. I thought there's been in Albuquerque before, but they don't, I don't see any pins there in New Mexico yet. So if you're listening and you're in Albuquerque, we need a National Drive Electric Week event there. <laughs> Absolutely, please follow follow Bob's lead and Jeff's lead, and and again, if I can't uh, just convey one thing to potential city captains, which is what we call them, actually a couple things I'd like to convey. First, we're here to support you too. So if you have questions, um, if you need uh, site insurance for your event, uh, the website is a great resource. We have tons of material up there to help you kind of navigate the waters of putting on your first ever event. Um, there are recorded webinars and other tips and tricks about social media. There's actually some really good media tips in general if you've never dealt with the media or elected officials before um, that could help your local nonprofit if you'd like um, that I think is, is super helpful to getting engaged with people that can help make a difference in the community and actually execute on some of these smart policies we talked about earlier. Um, the other thing we do is kind of give um, our generous national sponsor, Nissan Leaf, which has um, supported Drive Electric Week for the past three years, offers city captain kits to all of the city captains. And in those kits, you get a bunch of fun giveaways um, for attendees, as well as T-shirts for your team directional signs and other goodies that help kind of uh, convey the message and make sure that you, if you're in an outdoor space, you're able to um, pull in foot traffic from where you, from where you are. And if you're planning a medium size or larger event, it's always helpful to co-locate with an existing event. Uh, a good example of that is what's going to happen in Westerly, Rhode Island, where this year they're co-locating the really neat fall festival um, so they'll have um, access and exposure to everyone who is attending the Fall Fest with, uh, you know, neat Ferris wheel rides and that kind of stuff, as well as um, electric car ride drives for the adults. Uh, those are adult amusement rides, as I think of them. Um, again, circling back to the torque issue, uh, you guys are all going to think I have a lead foot, but it's so much fun to drive fast in an electric car. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, well, and of course, once again, all that information is available at driveelectricweek.org, or you could also contact MK if you want to contact her directly at Plug in America website. That's pluginamerica.org. Uh, Duff, do you have any final thoughts about uh, driving electric? Gosh, I'd sure like to ask you about that district heating up there, but I guess we'll have to save that for another day. <laughs> Well, you know, I would like to just add what MK said, you know, uh, whether you're starting out small and our program has progressed from one vehicle to uh, 43 last year, and this year we think we're going to double, the kits that she's talking about, if you're a captain out there or someone thinking about a captain, they make it real easy for you. So, you know, sign up for an event, uh, get that kit, it's got the signs, you look like a million bucks, and, you, and if three cars show up or 50 cars show up, you look great. So they make it real easy for you. Yeah, and consider doing one of these driveway events that uh, MK was talking about, too. Uh, if you just keep it real simple, you know, and test the waters, 
But uh, book your event, though. Be sure to book your event at driveelectricweek.org so that we've got the data there and know that you set up the event and kind of help you advertise it. Well, thank you so much, Duff and MK. And uh, we'll be trying to have another show probably in about another month's time before uh, National Drive Electric Week begins uh, and talking about uh, the upcoming National Drive Electric Week. So thanks thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Bob. Bye, Duff. Thank you, Bob. Bye-bye, MK. This has been another edition of the Plug in America show. Thanks so much for listening. And please help us get the word out about Plug in America and EVs by pointing your friends and family to the Plug in America website at pluginamerica.org. There you'll find a wealth of information about EVs, our plug-in vehicle tracker that tells you what EVs are available, what's coming and when, a blog, information about EV chargers and public charging, multimedia content, promotional materials, and much more. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for us there. If you'd like to find out more about me, my name is Bob Tregillis, and I'm on Facebook and Twitter as well. And please remember, Plug in America is a non-profit electric vehicle advocacy group, and our work is supported by your generous donations. Please consider donating by visiting pluginamerica.org today, and we appreciate your kind support. Thanks to Anglegord, whose music was used here by permission. And until next time, remember, at Plug in America, we drive electric, and you can too.